Voice America welcomes you to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Now, here's the host and CEO of PR Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. Good morning, everybody, and happy Thursday. And today we're going to talk about something that everybody has to do all the time, and they wonder sometimes whether or not it was worth the time. We're going to be talking about meetings, and my guest to help us talk about meetings is a wonderful woman by the name of Sharon Rich, and Sharon has a company called Leadership Incorporated, and I have met Sharon very, very recently, and she was so helpful to me in a situation where I was actually looking for alternative assistance, and all of a sudden she came to me and gave me all of these names of people, and I didn't know what to do with it, and I'm like, but but Sharon, you know, is this what you do for a living? I mean, do you charge a fee for this? And she's like, no, I just have to coach people, so I know so many great people, and I like to help people out if I place people in the right position. So with that introduction, Sharon, you have a heck of a show to fill. (laughs) Well, good morning, Cindy. Thank you so much. Well, you're very welcome, and I'm very excited to have you on this show. And again, before we go into the meeting thing, I gave a very quick anecdote in how I met you, but talk a little bit about what you do for a living and what Leadership Incorporated is. Um, Sure, thanks. Um, Leadership Incorporated is an organization that I formed about five years ago, and the idea is to help people who are in leadership Positions, whether or not they are officially in management, the people who need to lead to figure out what that means and how to be true leaders. So often that does look like helping people who are transitioning into leadership or people who are already in leadership and who have a challenge. Um, but sometimes it just looks like helping people who are in business to be effective and productive and figure out what that means, especially in this economy. Oh, no, of course, of course, that's true. And you do some outsourcing as well to help people in this economy where there might have been great talent, but, you know, they kind of fell prey to, you know, this economic situation and outsourcing companies help them, you know, transition and find their next gig, and we understand that you do that very well. Thank you, yes. So uh, what happened is that about a year ago, as all of the layoffs started to happen, I realized that I had a lot of tools and skills and techniques and perspectives that I could offer to people who are transitioning out of jobs just as much as I was helping people who are transitioning into new positions or positions of higher responsibility. And so for about the past year, I have done a lot of work with organizations and with individuals helping um, people to transition powerfully and positively and to accelerate that process. And, uh, and again, in working with you very, very quickly, I, I was just amazed at how many people you were be able, how many, how many people with great talent that you were able to pull out of your hat, and that says a lot for you. Well, thanks. I, I, I do tend to attract people who are interested in improving themselves and their performance and who, are, who want to play an active role in their transition no matter which direction it goes. And so those people tend to be really high-quality people. 
It's a it's a great thing for you to have around you right now because now that the economy seems to be picking up a little bit, just think of what wonderful things you could do for corporations and people all around. It puts you in a very nice position. Mm, yeah, well, and I just really love to be of service and to see the impact that these programs can have. Um, and a lot of companies don't realize how, what a smart business decision it is to support their exiting people and also to support the people who remain behind after a layoff. It's really critically important, not only for the individuals, and of course it is the right thing to do, but for the business. It's smart business. Now we talked about this when we had breakfast, Sharon, how a company really has to think about you know, their strategies very, very careful when they're doing layoffs and Taking care of their people um, is probably a PR 101 situation for them because it's the people that worked intimately with the companies, you know, that know a lot about the companies and are going to be talking about the companies in the future. That's right. And, um, you know, I think that sometimes less thought goes into that and more panic goes into, you know, the short-term gains from slashing heads. Um, and what that really means for a company's culture in the future. But being that we know uh, you work very, very closely with people who have to manage time and money, you're very, very close with these people as a part of what you do, you, you seem to have come up with the idea about how meetings, meetings, the word meetings, it means so many different things, but meetings can be used, you know, either as a time and money maker or a time and money waster. And I want to talk to you a little bit about how you've even come up with the idea. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, Whenever I mention this to people, they go right into the story of their nightmare meeting. (laughs) Everybody seems to have one. And and so the the way that I came up with this idea, I come out of 25 years in corporate. I was in leadership for well over half of that time. And so I've been on both sides. I've run meetings and I have been a participant or observer in many, many meetings. And um, recently I was at a client and I sat in on a series of meetings um, and I was watching from a different perspective this time, rather than as a participant or leader, just as an observer. And I really noticed how, number one, the meeting didn't start on time and yeah. people kind of straggled in and people came and went and people were distracted and there was no agenda and um, nothing got done. And I watched this happen three weeks in a row and I started to do the math. I just, you know, it wasn't that hard to figure out salary range of the people in the room based on their level in the corporation, and I just did the math on it, and I realized that each of those meetings was probably conservatively costing that company probably $5,000, and then I did the math, and I took it out to a whole year, and I estimated that this company was spending probably $6 million a year on meetings. And they were probably wasting at least half of that. And wow! That's huge. 
No, that's well. You got to think at a time when we're saving money and trying to think of budgets. That maybe you could save a person instead of making a meeting. Exactly. For you know, three million dollars, you can save more than one person. You know. I know. Well, I mean, but obviously later on you're going to share with us your insights on how to do a meeting right and more effectively, but that's crazy. But it probably started with the reason, I mean, why people hate meetings, right? I mean, that's one of the things that you had to analyze. That's right. And And why do people really hate meetings? You know, everybody, people don't hate meetings. They hate meetings that waste their time. You know, they hate meetings that don't respect what they do and what they have to bring, and they hate meetings that don't go anywhere, right? Right. So when meetings are effective, they're grateful and they appreciate them, but so often meetings aren't effective, and and the reason is that most people aren't trained in how to give a meeting. No, and how would you go approach, like, what is, how would you train somebody to, to give a meeting? I mean, what would be, you know, the ten steps or the five steps of, the, you know, meeting facilitation 101? Yeah. Well, there are a lot of moving parts to a meeting, many more than you might think. Um, I've broken it down into three basic areas, which are, they, it seems pretty obvious, but most people don't stop and think about this. There's a preparation phase, there's the meeting itself, and then there's follow-up. Most people jump straight into the meeting itself. <laughs> they, do, they might do a little bit of preparation, but they don't necessarily prepare in the ways that make a difference in the way that the meeting runs and in the way that um, things proceed after the meeting. Right. Okay, so it's not, number one, define the meeting right. I'm sorry, say that I said, number one, define the meeting, right? Yeah, absolutely. And and even before number one is, is should this even be a meeting? Right. right? How many I, people do you bring in? That were, that were held because one person needed to be updated on what was going on. So one person who's, who's often at the top of the um, pyramid... <laughs> is out of the loop, and they'll call 15 people into a room so that they can get updated, and that is not the most efficient way for that to happen. No, no, it's it's probably not. I mean, well, I want to hear from you what you do think are the most effective ways for meetings. As you know, I've come from very large corporate backgrounds, and, you know, meetings can be avoided. Um there was a lot of thought always in who gets invited to a particular meeting, but there was always a plan after every meeting and how we were going to summarize it and break it down so that it would work to the company's benefit. Well, that's great, and that is unusual. No, I would imagine it is. And I've been in other companies where it didn't happen at all. So believe me, I saw, I've seen the right way of doing it, and I've seen the wrong way of doing yeah, it. Yeah. So, no, I, I, I would understand. I, would, I, I have seen both sides of the spectrum, um, particularly when people have an idea in the organization and they call their own meetings about it. They don't necessarily even have the corporate support for mm-hmm. calling a meeting, and then they invite people, and then it really messes people up. Yep. 
Yeah. So, um, you know, well, we are coming to the end of the segment, Sharon. So we will talk more about this, you know, in the next segment after our commercial break. But any thoughts that you want to, you know, sort of summarize for this first segment in terms of important points that may have come up in how you came to this idea and why people hate meetings? Well, um, I think the biggest thought is that meetings are a foundational part of doing business. I don't know a business that doesn't depend on them. And so it's really critical that businesses take a look at this because this is a way that they can become more lean and more effective at a time when that's really critical. No, I, I think that's really entirely true. I, you know, time is money and money is time. So, you know, I agree. I think this is a critical time and there's definitely a need for these kinds of scientific definitions and analysis um, as companies start to rebuild after these recessionary times. Well, listen, stand by with Sharon Rich. We'll be back in a second. More from Leadership Incorporated. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At VR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. VR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of VR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.vrpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. VR Public Relations. We do it all. www.vrpublicrelations.com. It's sex education like you've never heard before. Want to improve your love life? You know, that love life. Join sexual wellness expert and certified erotic educator Jaya for Sex with Jaya. She'll bring you cutting-edge techniques to expand your erotic repertoire. Jaya will offer advice and speak with guests who will shed light on everything to do with sex. You can even listen together with that special someone. Sex with Jaya is broadcast live every Friday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Is there truly a lesson in every situation? Can you learn from another person's experiences or are lessons learned when they only happen to you? Dave Felzer, number one national and number one international best-selling author, challenges listeners to stand tall, to be accountable no matter what the setbacks, and to recommit to enhancing their lives as well as assisting others around them. Listen to The Dave Felzer Show every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Radio Network. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Oh, 
Welcome back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. If you have a question or comment, call in at 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to the show. Here's Cindy Rakowitz. We're back with Sharon Rich, and we're, ta- and we're talking to Sharon from Leadership Incorporated. And Sharon, we were talking about memos and meetings and how corporations can waste their money and time or how they could make it work to their benefit. So, you know, let's talk about, you know, some of the potential benefits of turning meetings around in an organization if you feel you've really identified the meetings that have really <laughs> done nothing. You could revisit that if you'd like. Um, you know what I'd like to talk about for just a minute before we talk about the benefits is the cost. Okay, let's do that. Because the obvious and what we have already talked about briefly is the cost in man hours or woman hours. But, um, you know, figuring out the number of people in the room and what it's costing for them to be there. But what we may not be thinking about in business and leadership is the other costs that are more hidden but that add to the potential cost or the potential value of a meeting. So one thing to think about is not only how much time people may be wasting in the meetings, but how much time and how much productivity is being lost. What might those people have accomplished during that time? And weighing that against the value of having them in the meeting. So so that's another piece of the cost. Another thing to think about is what happens to morale when meetings aren't run properly. One thing that I watched happen in um, this particular organization that um, inspired me to develop this training is that after a bad meeting, people would leave angry. And then they would need time to process their anger before they could settle down and get back to work. So you have to add in that extra cushion or, or uh, barrier of, of time that before people are back to being productive. Now, it's, can I, I have to give you an anecdote that's really hilarious just to give you an example of something that happened in your mouth is just going to drop wide open. Um, you know, there, you know, corporations like Playboy Enterprises are, you know, known for having off-site meetings and with their top 30 managers. And when you're talking about, you know, a company that has 600 to 800 employees, I think that once a year meetings with the top 30 managers is probably a good idea so that you could plan, you know, a corporate, you know, corporate objectives for one year to three years. And then you go back and you motivate your staff to kind of, you know, follow those goals that are more corporate goal oriented rather than individual goal oriented. I think that's I think that's fair. Okay, but they, one time some, a speaker was brought in and he was like the worst speaker ever. It was like a friend of a friend, and they put him in front of the room, and we were just all mortified. He made an anti-Semitic remark, and there were you know fifty percent of the people in the room were Jewish, and he, you know, he. Talks about, you know, like you don't. He, he defined sales, and he said you don't want to be like one of those pushy peddlers. You know, something like we would see in those, you know, movies from how the Jews worked in Eastern Europe. And I can't tell you. I mean, it was as if a bomb went off in the room. And you know, the people who it, it wasn't even 
offensive to the people who were only Jewish. It was offensive to everybody. So everybody who walked away from that particular meeting, just the whole day was spent about how offended we were. Yeah, and I'll bet nothing else got done in any substantive way because that was such a powerful negative experience. And, of course, the person that brought in this speaker was somebody who was kind of new to Playboy and probably wasn't right for the organization. He was kind of trying to put a square peg into a round hole in the first place. Mm-hmm. So this just reinforced it a thousandfold. Yeah. I mean, but whether it was, you know, for Playboy or not, I mean, a speaker, somebody that's talk- supposed to be talking about motivating people how to sell better, and then they talk about, you know... Um, pushy Jews with their hands out. Yeah. <laughs> it was horrible. Oh, my God. Horrible. And, but and you bring up a great point, which is that for certain types of meetings, like off-site meetings, there are a lot of things to consider. And who is leading that meeting or who is going to be in front of those people is a huge consideration. No, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it could really make or break, you know, some important stuff, I think. It's, it was just astounding. But I know it happens all the time. You know, we were just a very, you know, small part of the pie of all of the meetings that go on throughout the country and people who make the mistakes of bringing in the wrong facilitators. Yeah. So let me ask you a question then. Sure. So what did that experience do in terms of your respect for the person who brought that person in? Well, I'll tell you, that person who brought that person in was pretty much thrown out of the company three months later. I mean, because we, you know, the, you know, we're, this is the top 30 managers, you know, the top 30 people, you know, of a Fortune 500 company. I mean, you know, so you're not talking about people who aren't powerful, okay? (laughs) And, you know, and if the majority of the people, some of the people were Jewish, but everybody in the room, whether they were Jewish or not, were so kind of offended by it. Of course, what we did is, because we never really thought that the person was a great match for the company in the first place, found this, the, this was the tipping point of getting him out. Yeah. So maybe it's a positive. Maybe it took, <laughs> uh, maybe the positive that came out of it, it was, you know, we were waiting for him to hang himself anyway because we all thought that he wasn't right and he just kind of stepped in doo and got the job, okay? I mean, you know, this was our way of accelerating his exit out of the company. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, that's really in essence what happened and then we all kind of felt good. So that, you know what? <laughs> Think about it, what we accomplished at that meeting. He, the guy that brought this guy in was no longer eating corporate funds for his salary, no longer using the corporate expense accounts, and none of us had to be enraged anymore that he was a part of the company. There you go. <laughs> so maybe it kind of did resolve itself in a very positive way. Yeah, but it, I think that's a good message for people who are, cho- who are leaders of meetings, people who call meetings, to hear the potential um, devastation that can happen if they don't respect that responsibility. No, of course. Uh, devastation or quick action for the better. Hopefully. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, but maybe not, uh, not for them. <laughs> well, you know, I think maybe not for them, but you know what? You can't, you can't be in a job that you really can't do, and you can't be in a culture that you really don't fit into if the culture is very strong. That's true. I mean, you know, so in your... 
you know, in what you do for a living, the point is it's not only the meetings. You have to, like, hire the right people before they could, you could allow them to have any contributions to meetings. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. But what else do you want to define in terms of, you know, um, how you could avoid these kinds of meetings or, you know, what giving, what, how about talking about what a good meeting incorporates? What does it require? Okay. So, what a good meeting does is it's going to move things forward, right? It's going to create energy. It's going to create focus. It's going to create collaboration, respect, productivity. So it's going to have clear direction, right? And so the ways that a leader can create an environment for that is number one by making sure that this there's a real purpose for this meeting and to know in advance what the objectives are. So to go ahead and, and make an agenda. And then many people know the value of agendas and yet don't do them. And, and well, yeah, no, they should. Why? Is it laziness usually? I mean, what's the reason for not doing them? Well, I think there are two things. One is that they think they don't have the time. <laughs> and, of course, as we all know, when you then have to have another meeting because you didn't set the agenda and you didn't accomplish anything, that you really haven't saved any time. Um, but people have that they get pushed up against, we're doing so much so fast these days, they get pushed up against the wall of that meeting time coming and they just go in and wing it. And it ends up not serving on a big level, on a grand scale, right? Right, no, of course. And I'm sure that happens many, many times. And I'm sure that you even see a lot of senior level people and Maybe CEO level people that don't do that and, you know, what the effects can be. And maybe sometimes the CEO might feel that, you know, they could just bark out, you know, this is what I want to happen and make assignments and it doesn't really always work that way, does it? No. And often the people at the top are the worst transgressors of this <laughs> and they set the tone. So what I notice is that meetings, Bad meetings are like a disease in an organization, and they start at the top and they're communicated all the way down. So just like anything else where leadership sets the tone, when leadership makes it okay and sets the example of having um, rushed and poorly planned meetings in which orders are just barked out and there's no clarity and no um, clear direction, then people all the way down the hierarchy figure that that's the way to run a meeting. And especially new people learn from the people who are above them. And so they're, and then they take those bad skills to other companies when they leave. So yeah, no, it's, um, <laughs> it's definitely a skill to it. And people should really learn the basics of what needs to be accomplished in a meeting. And the basics are, you know, setting an agenda. Yep. Um, it's, you know, what critical people in the group can bring to the agenda mm -hmm. in terms of their skills yep. and responsibilities. And then, of course, it's the wrap and next steps. 
but it's a shame that people don't really abide by those basic rules of a meeting. And I, again, like you, I've seen it so many times. Listen, we're coming to the end of our second segment, Sharon, but we have two more segments to go so that we could talk more about meetings. And I know that you have some training insights to share and some more meeting skills to share and how people can increase their effectiveness. And we're all very excited to hear more. So stand by with Sharon Rich, and we'll be right back after these breaks. the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787, and ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At BR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. BR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of BR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.brpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. BR Public Relations. We do it all. www.brpublicrelations.com. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Are you ready to get freed up? Join Dr. Jennifer Freed, one of America's leading psychological thinkers, for a groundbreaking program with fascinating guests and full participation from you. Freed Up will explore topics like liberation in long-term relationships, parenting in the 21st century, comfort in stressful times, and much more. Tune in to Freed Up every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and wake up to the heartbeat of your life. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Get free advice from crisis communications guru Cindy Rakowitz now. Call 866-472-5788. Let's get back to Stars of PR. Here's the host and CEO of PR Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. Meetings, meetings, meetings. Oh, we're talking about meetings, and we're here with Sharon Rich, and she's from Leadership Incorporated. Sharon, do you want to kind of summarize some of the points that we talked about in the first two segments before we move on? Well, I think that what we talked about is that failing to plan for a meeting is planning to have a meeting that fails. 
right, to borrow that old, uh, that old adage. And that when you don't plan, you end up wasting time, wasting money, demoralizing your workforce, impacting the timelines of, of projects, and sometimes projects even die if meetings aren't effective in a timely way. I think that's true. Now, I understand that with your skills, and you certainly are a great people person, and you certainly know how to help both people and corporations find profitability, um, you are offering some webinars in this arena? I do a training on how to lead a meeting. It's called Mad About Meetings because... People are mad about meetings, but you can be mad about meetings in a different way. You can go, you can really fall in love with meetings and their power to accomplish your goals and objectives. And not only that, but to create um, a real sense of collaboration and camaraderie and teamwork in an organization. So, um, I'm sorry. Where where, where oh, was I going? I cut off. I get you're, very passionate about this. Yeah, no, it's it's good and it comes through. We're talking about the webinars. Uh, yeah. So I so I do training. So I do them in two ways. I can do a webinar. I've got a basically a PowerPoint um, presentation that I take people through all of the different considerations and really awareness is huge in this area. So just by becoming aware of considerations that people haven't thought about before can transform their meetings. Um, and then I help them to develop some particular skill sets. I also do this training in person, live for companies. So I can do it either way depending on what's best for the company. Well, that's www.leadershipcorporated.biz to find out more information, right? That's right, leadershipincorporated.biz. Okay, and um, before you lose more money, more time, or lose your company, maybe you ought to call Sharon to help you find a way to bring your people power together so that you can increase profitability. can't say myself how important it is that this is and the investment in proper meeting and facilitation training is the first step to getting the team to buy into profitability or to buy into the steps that unify a company so that profitability can be had. So um, now, do you think that training is essential for anyone who calls meetings and has interest in productivity, or do some people just have it? You know, I think that even people who have a natural ability to be in front of people and lead can always improve. These are skill sets that um, that can be developed over time, and this is a process. It's not just an event. It's not like you you learn it and you're done. You continue to work on it because the world around us is changing so fast, and it always helps to revisit what you're doing and to see how you can do it better. So, yes, I think that pretty much anybody who leads meetings can benefit from the training, either learning new things or reminding themselves of aspects of this process that may have slipped by or that they may be able to improve on. And I might add also, in addition to larger corporate meetings, there are some people who could speak very, very well 
if they're leading a group, but sometimes in a small group meeting, the person might not know how to relate to a small group of people if you're each going around the room to try to contribute something. Am I right? Absolutely. And it, it is a special skill set to be able to bring out other people and help them to participate. And I think that often people who we look at and say, wow, he can really lead a meeting because um, they don't have any fear, they can get up and talk in front of people, but people who sit in a meeting and are just talked at, that's not always the best way for um, to, to create efficiencies and to create productivity in people. Often, the best way to make sure that people are clear and that they know their part is to get them involved. And so often people who look like they know how to run meetings don't, don't get this piece of it. No, it's, or, you know, they don't know how to, you use the word interact. Yep. And if you don't know how to interact and if you just stand up there all dictatorial and pedantic, right. it doesn't necessarily always connect. You have to kind of have a talent and go around the room and connect with individual people. Yeah. And some people really don't do that. So you might as well just be watching, you know, a television image of a leader. Yeah, right. Or, or they might as well just be looking on their Blackberries, which is what a lot of people do in meetings. No, I think that's very, very true. Although, um, you know, I think that companies have the power to ban Blackberries during meetings if somebody senior is sort of running it. Yep, they do, but they don't always use that power. Mm, well, then I then I think that they have to um, think about their own power skills. <laughs> yep. And how you make rules for meetings. Yep. And and often they have to look at their own behavior because if they're coming into meetings and they're on their BlackBerry or they're going in and out on phone calls, then that sends a clear message. No, I, I think that you're right. Absolutely true. 100% right. I, it, I never really, don't remember ever seeing a leader or a facilitator that was constantly on the BlackBerry, so I don't think I've ever had that. Not while leading, but those same people in somebody else's meeting will do those bad behaviors and, and set an example. Right. Well, I think it, isn't there an etiquette to that, too? I mean, what I found in the past is if somebody's in a meeting and it's understood in the corporation that there's an emergency situation going on, it's kind of like a please excuse me, I have to follow, you know, this certain um, th this certain activity on Wall Street or we're going to lose, like, I mean, there you can actually excuse someone if there's a good reason. Absolutely, and there are ways to handle that smoothly, and that is a piece of what we talk about in this training. Okay, well, I, we're coming to the end of our third segment, Sharon. I have a few minutes, but what I want to save for the, third, for the fourth segment is how you break down the many moving parts of meetings into three key areas, so you'll have some time to talk about that while we end our show. But do you feel that we missed anything else in the first two segments in talking about what you do, Sharon? Hmm, let's see. I mean, we pretty much hit the gamut of why people hate meetings, the potential meeting, the potential benefits of turning meetings around, you know, supporting people, you know, the giving good meeting skill set. We talked about your webinars. We talked about 
the fact that your trainings are interactive, and that what, what you cost, right? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, please share. Yeah, just the we talked about the high cost. Oh, the high cost. Eating. Oh, of course. I'm sorry. Yeah. And um, you know, why don't you share a little bit about your background, though, Sharon, in the last two minutes of this segment? Well, for the last five years, I have been. Um, working with people in leadership and organizations and helping them to create ways to make their organizations and, and themselves individually more productive and more effective. Um, and this is just one example of what I do. I, I love to create custom programs that address specific challenges that organizations or individuals are dealing with. Um, you know, I've also helped organizations with um, with staffing, for example. Uh, they're, when they're having a turnover issue, I've designed a specific program to help to identify what was going on in that position that was causing a lot of turnover and helped an organization to completely turn that around and save themselves a lot of money and time by doing so. Okay, well, that's... That's fantastic information. Well, please stand by. For more information with Sharon Rich, Leadership Incorporated, www.leadershipincorporated.biz. Go into that website, learn how you could find out how you could have a webinar or with, with Sharon, who could share all of this wonderful stuff with you. Stand by for the next commercial break, and we'll be right back. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At VR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. VR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of VR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.vrpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. VR Public Relations. We do it all. www.vrpublicrelations.com. We some hard hitters, we some hard hitters. Hard Hitting Radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard Hitting Radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. 
Are you destined to be an everyday change agent in your organization, your relationships, your community? Learn how to become one when you tune in to The Change Agent on the Voice America Variety Channel. Justin A. Flunder, the chief change agent leader of the Flundonian Group, will help you examine every aspect of your personal and professional life. By observing your own thoughts, words, and actions, you will become the everyday leader that you are meant to be. The Change Agent airs live Thursdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Variety. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Cindy Rakowitz has won more awards than she can hang on her wall, including three Clios. Call in now at 1-866-472-5788 and you can have one. Okay, maybe not. But she will answer your questions. Back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. For those people that follow me with my Twitter updates all the time, at Krakowitz, I want to let you guys know that I am trying Uber Twitter and I'm evaluating it against Twitter Berry and I am still at, I'm, I'm still not thrilled with Uber Twitter. I am just trying to figure it out and if I haven't figured it out by tomorrow, I am going back to Twitter Berry. Sharon, welcome back. I always have to update my listeners on the latest in techno news. Yeah, I want to, I want to learn more about that. Uh, about Uber Twitter? Absolutely. Well, Uber Twitter is an app that's for your BlackBerry, and most people with Blackberries have um, Twitterberry. And Twitterberry has always been criticized for not really, it's very vanilla. I mean, it is kind of hard and not fun to manipulate. Uber Twitter adds the fun. What I'm trying to figure out is whether it saves more time when you're posting a tweet, whether you get your tweets a little bit more you know, more efficiently and faster, and being that I just had it installed yesterday, I haven't figured it out yet, but last night I was trying to post a couple of tweets, and I didn't have success. It just kept on, you know, turning and turning and turning, and I just shut it off. So we'll see. It's yet to be determined. But Twitter aside, 2.0 aside, let's talk about how you break down the many moving parts of meetings into three key areas. And you define them as preparation, the meeting itself, and follow-up. Mm-hmm. And we can break it down even further. I mean, one way to think about this is it's the obvious questions that you ask about anything, which is why, why am I having this meeting? <laughs> you know, what's, what's the intention? You can look at the what. What are the specific topics? What are the objectives? Who, who needs to be there? Who doesn't need to be there? How do you manage that? We go into this, all of this in my training, right? We talk about what kinds of meetings and what kinds of meetings might be most appropriate for different kinds of situations. We talk about where location is huge, right? It has a big impact on the success of the meeting. We talk about when to have a meeting because that's something to think about. There are a whole lot of hows on how to do it. And then we talk about how much and making sure that you're getting value out of the meetings that you're having. Well, of course. Okay, and then the the next step is, I mean, because you're talking about your preparation, but how about 
follow-up. I think that's an important part. Follow-up is huge. I can't tell you how many times I've seen companies um, that had a meeting culture where you'd be in the meeting, things would be decided, but then there would be no follow-up. And then nothing would happen. Nothing would move forward. And then pretty soon you'd find yourself having the same meeting again in or a variation of that meeting again. Well, let's go back. We talk, we've talked about preparation. Let's talk about the meeting itself. Wouldn't it behoove the people who are running the meeting itself to ensure that the next steps and follow-up part are defined very clearly, engaging each participant from the beginning to prepare each of them of how they're going to contribute toward the gestalt of how this meeting will end? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And that actually starts in the preparation phase. Okay, so in the preparation phase, give us, you know, a a recommendation for, you know, how a proper meeting is prepped. So one thing is to think ahead of time about who needs to be there, what needs to be accomplished, and what people need to prepare in advance so that it can be accomplished. And so by making sure that people are clear ahead of time what they need to bring to the meeting so that then you don't get to the meeting and have a bunch of people who are unprepared, which I see happen all the time. (laughs) Yeah, but if people are not prepared, I mean, on the most part, doesn't it hurt them in the way that their superiors view them? I mean, I'm there, you know, people all around them, 360. (laughs) Yep. It, It certainly can, and some businesses just operate that way, and that is the culture of the business, and it's something that um, that leaders can work on and can can shift. And right now is a really good time to be looking at these kinds of things as companies are trying to recover from the challenges of the past year plus. Well, I think what, I mean, it's a fantastic time when companies are doing their three-year plans and larger companies tend to do that more than smaller companies, I think. Um, when I talked about three-year plans to some of my sole proprietor friends, I think I'm absolutely nuts. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, but it, would sole proprietors do three-year plans, Sharon? I mean, I, I don't see why they don't. We do because of my corporate background. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, I think you're right. I think a lot of entrepreneurs tend to run their businesses kind of by the seat of their pants and they um, because they often have so many balls in the air and so many things they're chasing they forget to do the planning to have a business plan to and to have projections and i think that that's critical i mean it's it's interesting because you know in the service industries i'm finding that most of my meeting time, and again, I, I, I run a small PR agencies with a partner. I mean, my meetings are best suited for our company or our business if I'm outside. And Provisors, by the way, is very, very helpful because what I'm doing is even if I can't get a client now, I want to set it up so that I have a client later. Mm. You know, so because we're kind of a small company, you know, but it, it's really, it behooves us to have constant meetings with outside contacts and potential business all the time. Mm. You know, I think that, you know, those meeting skills still apply. Is there anything that you want to add, Sharon, as we come to the end of our show? Yeah, I think you just brought up a great point, which is that there are different considerations for meetings that are that are internal than meetings that are external. 
Right. No, I think that's very, very true. Share a key point, maybe. Um, well, and and if I can take that point one step further, there are external meetings that are sales meetings. There are external meetings that are presentations. There are external meetings that are um, prospecting. They're, they're all just different kinds of meetings. And let me bring up one more thing, which is the challenges of leading a virtual meeting. Yes, I think that's a whole new thing and probably skill sets that are different than when you're in a physical meeting. Absolutely. It, it, reining in or herding the cats on the telephone is a really different thing than doing it in a physical conference room where everybody's present and has eye contact. <laughs> no, I, I think that's very, very true. Um, you know, webinars, you often do not have, you know, the, you know, the camera element where you're seeing everybody. Right, and conference calls. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's a whole different set of skills, and I'm sure that you include that in your training programs. I do. And I would really encourage people, as we come to the end of the show, to check out www.leadershipincorporated.biz so you could talk to Sharon Rich and see how can she, she could help you develop your meeting strategies a lot better, save the company money and time. Thank you, Sharon, for joining us today. Thank you so much, Cindy. I really enjoyed talking to you. It was a pleasure to have you. Very informative, and you have a great weekend. Thanks, you too. All right, take care. Thank you for listening to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Please come back next Thursday and every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern for more insider information on the world of public relations with Cindy Rakowitz on Stars of PR. See you next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 